You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. Welcome to the Man Cave. We are back in the Man Cave, and we are out and about once again, downtown Royal Oak, and we are at Motor City Gas. I am Jamie Flanagan. I am Matthew Fox. We have a life. We (laughs) we actually got out. (laughs) We do. Man Cave Happy Hour. Whiskey, spirit, cigars, and the stories that go along with it, and uh, we're getting some great stories today. We already had the... The backstage, we, too much of the show already happened because yes. we were we were getting this whole <laughs> massive tour of Motor City Gas and uh, Rich Lockwood, the owner, it was just uh, just uh, we're like save it for the show, Shecky, <laughs> hang on. So Rich, thanks for having us out to Motor City no, Gas. No, thanks for coming. This uh, is an amazing space that you have here in Royal Oak. Yeah, just an amazing space. I cannot uh, say enough things already about Motor City Gas. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, Motor City Gas uh, Whiskey. Is Motor that City the Gas proper whiskey. name? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. And Thank you for that. Yeah, no, it's, and, and we are just uh, just uh, stoked to be here. We, we found you through the socials, uh, and we set up uh, an appointment to, to talk to you, and then, here we are. lo and behold, uh, the, a magazine article came out. Yeah. We're, we're singing some praises uh, of the Motor City Gas distillery yeah. here. So yeah, cheers. 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 Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I'm at the 23rd best uh, distillery or, or craft distillery in the country. No, it was actually all distilleries. All distilleries. Yeah. Oh, shut so, the front door. <laughs> oh, it's right. a podcast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, really? That's it. That is wow. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of a funny story because, uh, you know, we got our heads down working here. We had no idea. And somebody uh, reached out to us over Facebook and said, hey, did you happen to see this article? And uh, it was an article from uh, Travel and Leisure magazine um, listing us as one of the top 25 distilleries in the country. Right. And uh, we thought it was a joke at first. <laughs> and uh, then we went to Travel and Leisure Magazine's website, and well, if it's a joke, then they're in on it. Lo and behold, there they are. So uh, you didn't you didn't quite realize was someone out here and reviewed the place, or did they just review the spirits themselves? What they did is they partnered with Yelp, and uh, Yelp came up with an algorithm for uh, they looked at five star ratings and reviews, and they came up with uh, the twenty five best rated distilleries across the country based on Yelp reviews. Based on Yelp reviews, okay. correct? Yeah, which was kind of cool for us because we put a heavy focus on uh, customer service sure. and, and quality. 
quality of product and uh, to know that it's not just um, the biased opinion of one writer but it's actually looking at All a culmination of nationwide reviews uh, that that was um, kind of gratifying because normally you don't get a lot of recognition for uh, good old old-fashioned customer service well, right, you can right. the Motor City gas here has kind of been a, an underdog it's, mm -hmm. it's 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 one of the best-kept secrets here in Royal Oak that uh, I got a good feeling is probably going to blow up on you here in, in a little bit. So what what is the story behind your creation of Motor City Gas? So I, I started off the way uh, a lot of people do. Uh, With utter failure. <laughs> right, yeah. We had plenty of that. lost all your damn jobs. That's right, yeah. We, I uh, lost my job during the recession and uh, hit rock bottom, and that's when uh, my wife suggested that I take the my hobby, which had turned into so a, had a, passion a for bit of a problem. Up to it. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, so this was a bit of a hobby of mine that was turned into a profession. We just kind of, uh, my wife and I took the leap and... Mm -hmm. Um, did it the hard way. We just kind of uh, try, you know, figured out things on our own and learned by failing and getting back up again. Yeah. And uh, three and a half years later, here we are. All right. So uh, the the spirits that you're distilling here, uh, what is it? Uh, what are you distilling? So we are licensed to make any type of hard liquor. We're a craft distillery, mm -hmm. uh, but whiskey is my passion. So we decided we wanted to do it the hard way and just focus on stuff that we're passionate about. Okay. I didn't want to make things that I, I, my heart wasn't really into. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> normally, the way that distilleries do it is they start with their unaged spirits. They come out with their vodka and their gin because okay. uh, it's quick to make. It's sure. easy for bartenders to put in cocktails. And then they put their aged spirits away, and they kind of back into that down the road. Uh, but like I said, we wanted to go right for what we were passionate about. So we started from day one with whiskey. Uh, all we do here is whiskey okay. all the time. How long was your first whiskey aged for? Since you, had to, since you started off in that regard, how long did your first barrel age for? So we started off uh, small barrel aging in uh, 8 and 10 gallon barrels, which um, not to get too geeky about it, but the smaller the barrel, uh, typically the... <laughs> the faster that the whiskey will age it. Uh, what, what you get in, a, in an eight-gallon barrel in one year uh, somewhat emulates uh, what you can get in three or four years in, mm -hmm. a, in a larger size barrel. Sure. Uh, so they were small barrel aged uh, for, well, in the whiskey world, a short period of time, six to eight months. Okay. okay. Was our initial whiskeys. And uh, we've slowly been working at transitioning from small barrels to big barrels mm -hmm. and also aging our whiskeys longer. Um, this fall, uh, pretty soon, Every whiskey that we have on our board is going to be a minimum of two years aged in the okay. barrel. That's great. So that first whiskey, um, you had to wait eight months before you could let it loose. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what was what was that process and what was that recipe? What uh, what was it? So the very first uh, whiskey that we produced is called Royal Oak Dry. That's what's in your drink right there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie's drinking an old fashioned right now. <laughs> yeah. One of his favorites. Oh, it's yes. a sucker for an old fashioned. And. Uh, <laughs> So that's a, a pretty traditional rye whiskey. Um, we put a little bit of corn in it, which is kind of an East Coast style with rye. Okay. Uh, the rye, rye tr tends to be a, a drier, spicier grain, and corn uh, gives a little sweetness, so it balances it out. Um, so that is about 30% corn. 
Okay. Um, and, uh, it was, it was really a gamble. You know, mm-hmm. we, um, we didn't know exactly what we were going to get out of these barrels and, right. uh, we, we didn't have any investors. So it wasn't like we were playing with other people's money. It was, it was How our life you? savings. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so it was, uh, it was pretty gut wrenching putting all that money into the barrel right. and, uh, hoping and praying <laughs> that in eight months when we opened, people were going to be able to stomach Fingers it. Fingers were okay. crossed. Toes were crossed. <laughs> eyes are crossed. That's right. After drinking too much, everything gets crossed. <laughs> so there's an array of equipment in here. Is this the equipment that you started with or did you start with a, a smaller setup? Most of the uh, heavy equipment in here was what we started with. Okay. So that's, uh, a, that's a fair size startup. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a healthy investment. We, we are honestly on the smaller side for the distilling industry. Mm. Um, even for the, in the craft distilling world, we're, sure. we're kind of a small dog. Uh, so we have to work extra hard, keep this equipment running 24-7 uh, to keep up. But uh, we've upgraded uh, some of the other equipment. We started off um, very much on the cheap with mostly uh, plastic containers and okay. um, a lot of home brewing equipment you okay. probably recognize walking around. And uh, with time, we've, we've uh, slowly upgraded to stainless and um, upped uh, some of our smaller equipment. The uh, next major upgrade we're going to make is a new still which i hope to order next year um we're going to buy a uh, american-made uh 500 gallon copper still from vendome copper out of louisville wow. kentucky okay very nice yeah so very you started cool. with the motor city rye yep and that was the first one out uh between then and now <laughs> you said there's been 50 different uh yep. whiskey blends uh, that you've you've dived into yep uh so what came next after after the motor city rock oh god we're going back a ways i think uh, <laughs> i believe that the second release was the belly up bourbon uh which is a pretty standard uh rye bourbon grain bill uh the one unique touch that we put on ours is uh after aging in a new barrel with a char which is required by law to yep. make bourbon yep. uh, we take it out and we throw it in a uh, caribbean rum cask just okay. for a little bit of time we don't leave it in there long enough where it starts to take on a rub char- character mm-hmm. um, we want it to be a true bourbon but it just kind of gives the uh, level of sweetness a little bit different dynamic okay so you, that's uh, so yeah when you first started out there was a question um, about the barrels mm-hmm. as well so what kind of barrels were you using when you started <laughs> Uh, so when we first started, the, the small barrels that we were using were um, from a cooperage out in Craft uh, Cooperage in Minnesota called Black Swan. Okay. Um, and then the larger barrels uh, were a little more difficult to get. Um, we get those from uh, a couple different coopers down in uh, uh, down south, uh, Calvin Cooperage and uh, Independent Stave, okay. uh, which supply a lot of the big guys. You mentioned when you were trying to get the barrels, there there was a shortage of yeah. barrels when you when you originally started going to get them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they caught up with you. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Right when we were getting ready to open, uh, you know, with all the other problems we've got going on, we find out that there's a uh, uh, a global uh, whiskey barrel shortage, <laughs> and uh, the Coopers wanted uh, uh, like a year to fourteen month lead time for wow. barrels. Yeah. Now, now it's only about a six month wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we can we can get the big barrels in about a month's time, month okay. and two months, and uh, small barrels are about the same now. Too. Okay. How much? How? What's the capacity of a small barrel, a big barrel? Um, as far as how much we're making? Um, no, in, in those barrels. In the barrels. Oh, yeah. oh, so we do all different size uh, barrels, uh, 8s, 10s, 15s, 25, 30s. And, gallons, and f- right? Gallons. Okay. And, and 53 gallon is the standard uh, big barrel that you see at, at most of the bigger distilleries. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a couple of those back there, do you? We, yeah, we got a bunch of them. <laughs> we're, uh, 
we're transitioning slowly from small barrels to big barrels, and eventually uh, small barrels will be strictly for R&D. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, this, uh, yeah the, the, the rack houses back there are, are pretty, pretty amazing. So what is, uh, what's, what's, on, what's on tap now? What, what are the, the, what's the mainstay? What do you do all the time? And, and what's something special you have going? So the, the only really mainstays that we have are the Royal Oak Dry, that first whiskey we made. The Belly Up Bourbon was the, the second one we talked about. And then we have a, uh, an apple pie moonshine that we do. Uh, for that's kind of the go-to for the people. Everybody, every once in a while, we get somebody in here that's had a bad uh, college experience with whiskey, <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they, they just can't stomach it. So the apple pie moonshine is the, the liqueur that pretty much anybody uh, finds something they like in. All right, apple pie apple moonshine. Pie moonshine. Okay. So what's the, what's the recipe on that? So apple pie well, moonshine. Apple pie. Yeah. Moonshine. Yeah, moonshine. <laughs> We start with a apple pie moonshine is kind of a traditional uh, American moonshine uh, recipe. We start with a wheat-based moonshine, okay. and we blend it with Michigan apple cider, and then we put a bunch of uh, fun Christmas spices in there to do a little infusion. And normally it's sold uh, or, or drank unaged. We put our own twist on it by then aging it in the Royal Oak Dry Barrel. Oh, wow. So it's an aged liqueur uh, in the rye. Uh, the spiciness of the rye gives it something a little different. Okay, so the, I, I'm just digging this place, yeah. and I'm digging <laughs> you got you. this old fashioned. All right, so <laughs> you're digging your old fashioned. I, I went for they, they they you guys do a featured drink every once in a while, and, yeah. and you're featuring what I have in my hand, which is a it, it's a rye with a pear. Yep, a Michigan yep. pear. Yep. Right? So we, uh, we, we change our, our cocktail menu up seasonally, and then in between that, every couple weeks or so, we, we uh, do a new featured cocktail. Yeah. And one of the favorites that we've done is um, it's, it's, we take our Royal Oak Rye whiskey, and we infuse it with Michigan Barlet Pears. Oh, my gosh. And... Um, the guys do a, uh, they dress it up in a cocktail form, mm-hmm. but me personally, I like the straight infusion of yeah. just the rye and the pear. Yeah, and I, I went right with you on that because yeah. I, I do like it, you know, I want to try it at its, you know, at, at its essence, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, if you want to add stuff to it, that's great, but I want to try it just the way it is now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it is absolutely fantastic. It really is nice. Yeah, the, um, for whatever reason, our rye just uh, pairs well with mm-hmm. pear, and um, it, it I, I, I think when you... Leave it straight like that. It allows a little bit more of the nuance of the whiskey to come through. So, who, who's I? Who's bright idea was it to to do the Bartlett pair and the and the rye? Who, I'm pretty sure that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was an accident. It's a happy that, accident. That we stumbled across, <laughs> and uh, it's it's worked for us. So now what we're doing is we're. Um, also trying to uh, drop pears directly into the barrel so that they age oh, with the whiskey. Wow. Um, that's a year-long project, so we don't have a sample for you, but that's um, all good. Sure. <laughs> but we got high hopes for that so one. So for your featured products, you know, you have, you know, your wait staff is here, your bartenders mm-hmm. or what have you. Do, do you allow them to kind of do their own kind of Absolutely. guesswork and trying to figure it out and what, what's good, what folks might like? Yeah, we're a small family business, so we try to make everything around here very collaborative. Mm-hmm. So when it's, uh, you know, coming up with the cocktails, even when we're uh, pulling samples out of the barrel, trying to determine if the whiskey's done and ready to dump. Uh, we try and get everybody involved in here. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it more fun that way. And I, I think you, uh, you get better results that way because um, you get a lot of different opinions from a lot of different palettes. Of course, palettes. of course. Hey, and it engages your employees to be more creative, yeah. you know, with what, oh. uh, with what they're trying to do and trying to help you and trying to help themselves for that matter. For sure, right? for sure. You know, if, uh, if one of your guys want to come over and kind of give us a... Uh, 
synopsis of his uh, process. That, yeah. That'd be kind of fun too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can get it. We can get Eric over here whenever you'd like. He's kind of our uh, mixologist in house. Okay. Yeah. See so, that? Go ahead, Jamie. No, but uh, yeah, the drinks are amazing. But you're starting with all the spirits that that you've created. Where are you? Where are you getting these recipes from? Are you doing hit and miss? Are you coming up with them? Are you using classic recipes? Where Where do you Where do you get your recipes for from? the whiskeys or for the, the cocktails? For the whiskeys. The whiskeys are. Um, I come up with the recipes, um, but like I said, at each stage of the process, we try to make it collaborative. Um, a lot of it is like. Uh, you know, we take it, we were talking about this earlier, we don't take, you know, most distillers take a very scientific approach to this okay. stuff. We take a more culinary, uh, I think I refer to it as a backwoods approach, where <laughs> we, we use more of our natural senses of right. our, our smell and taste. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, once you learn the, the fundamentals, it's kind of like cooking, mm -hmm. um, then you kind of have an idea what's going to work and what's not going to work. You right. don't know exactly how it's going to end up, uh, but you know that it's not going to end up in a really bad place. So, you know, sometimes the recipes that we come up with um, uh, don't end up as good as we were expecting, and okay. then sometimes they end up a lot better. Um, but it's a lot like cooking. We just kind of, the, you know, the beauty of whiskey is unlike uh, beer, where mm -hmm. what you end up with, you've got. Right. Uh, whiskey, the final product, if you don't like it, you can kind of keep massaging it to create something different. Mm -hmm. So you could throw it in a different type of barrel, or you could blend right. it with another type of whiskey. Um, worst case scenario, you <laughs> redistill it if it's you know, okay. redistill. absolutely <laughs> not something over. you like. But yeah, yeah. knock on wood, we We've, um, we, I don't think we've had any batches so far that have gone that bad south that we've had to redistill them. All right. So I saw on the shelf back there, because you have a, a display with uh, what's available right now. They come in what sizes people can pick up? Uh, we do the fifth bottle, mm -hmm. which is a standard 750 milliliter. Sure. We do a pint-sized bottle, which is half of that, mm -hmm. and then we do uh, our snorts. Uh, which I, are, I, I, I'm getting a couple of snorts before we leave tonight, <laughs> <laughs> so I can take them out west. TSA-approved snorts, a little bottle of whiskey that yeah. you could take with you. There are 1.5-ounce bottles that uh, are just kind of little samplers. All right, so was, that a, was that on purpose, or did you just decide to do that, and it just happened to be TSA-approved? Um, yeah, it just happened to be. I don't think I don't think that was uh, behind it all. Um, we just, uh, you know, a lot of the distilleries now are doing the little uh, airplane bottles, the samplers, right, right. and uh, ours is more like a little moonshine uh, mason jar oh, okay. type bottle. But uh, we do that in several several of our products. So on the shelf back there, one caught my eye. It was uh, an Irish whiskey. Mm -hmm. uh, what what is that one called? Uh, so we call our, our our Irish whiskey barley legal. Barley legal. And uh, right. we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes uh, an Irish whiskey an Irish whiskey? And, and how is this an Irish whiskey? So this technically is not an Irish whiskey. Sure. It, it has to be made in Ireland. It's one of those regional whiskeys. Mm -hmm. uh, so we call it an Irish style whiskey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we try to, to emulate a lot of the old Irish practices. Um, so this is a blend of uh, raw barley that's grown here in Michigan okay. with uh, malted barley that's imported from Ireland. Uh, we triple pot copper distill it, and then we um, age it in ex-bourbon barrels. Okay. Uh, and what happens there is because you're using, uh, y you're distilling it clean and you're putting it in a barrel that's already been used, uh, which has lost some of its original char, uh, you get a lighter style whiskey with more delicate flavors. Uh, now, the version that we have out uh, now is a special edition we did with that where after it was aged in the ex-bourbon barrels, we threw it in some um, old cider barrels, hard cider barrels wow. from Sellermans over in Hazel Park. 
Oh, Ooh, Ooh, I got. I definitely want to try one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, you yeah. know, something that caught my eye because I, I, I love a good, you know, I'm a, I'm a craft beer guy. I love yeah. a good IPA. You know, I, I, I do enjoy an IPA every once in a while. But what caught my eye was was the hopped mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Help, help me understand what, what's the hopped <laughs> what's, mess. What's the hopped mess? <laughs> what's the hopped mess? Besides yeah. the girls we used to date. <laughs> that, that was a fun one. We. Um, so it was a collaboration we did with uh, Axel Brewing over in Ferndale. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan Riley, who, who runs the brewery over there, is uh, somebody that, uh, a friend of mine from my old uh, days in advertising. And uh, we ended up getting a bunch of uh, their IPA beer over here. Mm. And we ran it through the still. Whiskey is essentially a distilled beer. Okay. So you make beer and then you concentrate it. And that's when it becomes uh, turns into a whiskey. Mm. So you could technically technically put Budweiser in the still and make whiskey from it. Uh, so we took IPA beer from Axel Brewing. Uh, we distilled it. And then we thought, well, why don't we double hop it? We'll throw it in some IPA beer barrels from across the street at uh, River Rouge Brewing Company. Um, and they were stupid enough to let us do it. So that's uh, our, we ended up with a double hopped uh, IPA whiskey. Wow. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy one. It, mm -hmm. it takes on, the, the hops come through not so much in a bitter way like it does in the beer, but uh, you get more of the citrus and floral notes from it. Mm, okay. um, it almost starts to take on the character of, uh, of like an aged gin, if you've ever had one. Yes. Uh, that's something I would like to try at one point in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so rewinding to uh, the Irish blend, just as yep. an example. So you, you have some, you said some uh, hops brought in from Ireland? No, the Irish whiskey has no hops. Oh, no. Uh, the, there was the, hops there. The, the malt yeah. is the malt. what we bring malt, in. Yeah. So um, Irish whiskeys are traditionally a blend of some raw barley right, and right. then some uh, barley that has been malted. And the okay. malting process is where you, uh, you wet the grain and you trick it into sprouts. Okay. And then you torture it by by stopping that process by either toasting it or smoking it. Okay. Um, so your single malt whiskeys will be 100% malted grains. Um, your grain whiskeys are typically um, uh, a majority raw grain with a little bit of malt. Irish whiskeys tend to range anywhere from 50-50 raw and malted to uh, a little heavier on the raw and a little <laughs> less on the malt. So that you import that malt from Ireland, where are you sourcing the rest of, of the materials um, that you're using, the, the, yeah, the product, the ingredients? Where are the rest of the ingredients? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> materials, ingredients. Material, I was looking for the word. So it's right there. Where are you right sourcing there. the rest of the ingredients used in most of the Motor City Gas whiskeys? So we try and use as much. We love lo uh, supporting local Michigan, so we try and use as much Michigan-grown grain as possible. Thank you. Um, Great. That's we, awesome. you know, we do like to dabble in different styles from around the world. So we do like to import a little bit to get a little terroir from those regions. Mm -hmm. uh, with this one, we kind of wanted it to be a, a fusion of uh, local Michigan grown and Irish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we imported the malt because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what they do so well over there. And then we um, team up with a variety of different local farmers here. Uh, and, and we try and get the grains as fresh as we can from them right after they're harvested. And... Um, uh, I have to give a shout out to Motor City Malt House, which is a, uh, a small malt house that opened recently in Macomb Township here. Okay. They're supplying a lot of local brewers and distillers, and they were kind enough. Uh, we, we use their malts for some of our single malts, uh, but they were kind enough to also help put us in touch with some of the farmers that they have connections with. Wow. Um, it's, this industry is cool like that. You know, everybody yeah. kind of yeah. tries to help each other out. So the uh, the... 
the the, the whiskeys are, are great. Yes. And this place is yeah. really really great. So yeah. you have right on we're on right on Fourth, Fourth Street. Street. Yeah. Right. Um, just just a little bit further east of, of Maine. You you go down Maine and you hit Mark Ridley's Comedy I think we're Castle. A block and a half uh, off of Maine. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that right? yeah. And then uh, just another half a block over. Mm-hmm. Here we are at Motor City Gas. It's uh, it is a good looking spot oh, so um who did who designed this and and how how big is it when you started and 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 where are you going so uh the initial building that we started in was uh let's see this space is about 2200 square feet which again and even in the craft world this is a, a yeah. nano sized distillery um there really wasn't a design plan <laughs> we we did uh you know we're we did most of the work ourselves. Uh, I've got an old friend, uh, Sean Chevalet from uh, high school, who's a carpenter. And uh, he and I, uh, on Craigslist, found an old Michigan barn, a 100-year-old barn. Oh. So we, we bought up a bunch of the wood, and we had no idea what we were going to do with it. Oh my God. Wow. We kind of started and uh, just started at one end and just started uh, so designing. Is that, is that where the walls come from, where the walls came from? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a whole old barn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> he built the tables, the bars. Uh, his business is called uh, SC Cabinetry. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of started, and we just designed it as we went. And... Uh, um, it came out pretty good. How long did the build out actually take when you when you started to when you opened your doors? Oh, how long God. was that process? It, it was a very long process. Uh, yeah. I would say from the time that we started filing for our licensing right. to the time we opened was a good two years. Wow. Okay, wow. Um, uh, my wife kept her job and kind of mm-hmm. kept some money coming in while I devoted full time to this. Um, the construction, I'm not sure how long it took because there were several points where we stopped building huh. because we literally didn't think that, that we were going to make it. <laughs> right. Um, and then we would get some good news and we'd start building again. Right, and right. then okay. all of a sudden we'd stop because we thought it wasn't going to work again. So there's a process. There is a process. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like I, if I had to describe it, I would say it's an industrial city barn. You know, that's actually a really good description. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> when we walked in, I just thought, where did they get the, where, where did they get the concept yeah. for you know for the tasting room? Because you have the tasting room and you have your and, and the bar area. Yeah. Then you actually have the, the the distilling process just on the other side of the wall. Yeah. So and that's where you and I are sitting. Jamie, you're tasting. He and I yes. are distilling. So. <laughs> so and then there's these really big uh, barn doors, uh, these yeah. sliding doors. Uh, yeah. Do you block it off? Uh, we leave it open as much as possible. Yeah. Sometimes in the summertime, uh, it gets really hot. So okay, we will sure. close it up so that we can keep the tasting room cool. But okay. um, having this uh, open kitchen style environment is what we really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, we want people to see the see process. The part, yeah. We want people to talk to the distillers. Sure. Uh, in fact, most of our bartender servers here are also distillers. Oh, okay. Uh, which is something that was important to me. I wanted people who could work both sides of the house because mm-hmm. um, it provides a different type of experience for the customer when uh, when that server can say, "I actually made this." I'm okay. Not just serving wow. it to you. So, how, how many of there? Of, how many of you are there? So, uh, employee, you know, staff wise, that yeah. are both bartenders, distillers. Um, mm. we, we run a very thin staff here and I work, work them extremely hard. Um, <laughs> and they love you for it. Because you said this is running 24 seven. Yeah. Not um, literally, but we try and run it as many, many days as we can. Sure. As long yeah. as we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is, uh, my wife who also has a, a job outside of here. Um, she's the smart one of the couple. She, yeah. She's the MBA grad that, uh, 
So God uh, loves all the business. It was, it was Tanya, right? Tanya. God yeah. loved Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she handles all the business end of things. Um, I am the head distiller, so I handle operations here and, and marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got, um, let's see, Eric and Rick and Doug, uh, who are distillers and also servers. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Jenna and Megan, who um, are part-time servers that we have in the, in the nice. tasting room. Wow. So what's what's the legality um, of that? What can you serve here? Can I can I get a shot and a beer, or what's 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 available um, as I come in? So our license is is called a small distiller's license. We're technically at the moment only licensed to make and serve hard liquor, mm -hmm. and every single product has to be approved by the federal government before we can serve it. Now, um, uh, each blend that you do has to get approved. Every single product, anything that's new that we make. Uh, has to be. It's, what's, it's very, what's that approval process? Uh, so we have to send uh, our labels in for okay. approval, uh, where the government's looking to make sure that we have all the appropriate information on sure, there, sure. Uh, and we're not uh, naming it something crazy. False claims, right. like barley legal. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, sometimes they will also want to know uh, the recipe. Sure. And um, most of the times, if as long as it's nothing too crazy. Um, They'll accept the recipe. Like a hopped mess. But sometimes uh, they will ask for a sample and they'll actually do testing on it. Oh. Yeah. They, it's a very, very highly regulated right. Do they actually so. come to the to come come here to do that? or no, you have you to ship it, it out. You have to, to ship them. it all out? Yeah. Of wow. course you do. So right? every <laughs> blend, you've, so you've had to do this like 50 times because you've had like 50 oh, yeah. different blends. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we're also, kind of, you know, because the label approvals can sometimes take a very long time, mm -hmm. six months. Right. So you have to plan ahead. So sometimes yeah. we're... Um, submitting things for approval that never end up oh, coming sure. to life. So, oh, right. um, and there's so a cost to that, of course. There is a cost, yeah. uh, but the time is the bigger cost. Sure. Right. Um, I drive my wife insane because she doesn't <laughs> do all that. <laughs> As the business end of it. Yeah, 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 I get it. Right. Wow. I love that. All right. So the menu, I'm looking at the menu. So you yep. can only serve spirits and you're only doing whiskeys. Are you thinking about, are you gonna break the mold and, and do some gins, do some, you know, vodkas? So, um, we will never do vodka. Um, One day, me, no vodka. Yeah. Vodka to me is, is chemistry. No, okay. Not art. Um, just my personal opinion. Right on. Right so, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the age spirits. Um, sure. We, you know, whiskey will always be king here, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but we have um, been looking into just doing some small batch fun stuff. Okay. Um, particularly in the brandy and the in the rum world. Mm. Um, gin, I, I've never been a huge fan of gin. So, um, you know, again, I kind of have this thing where I want to stick to things that I'm, I'm passionate about. Right. I have nothing against it. But, um, you know, I can't say we'll never do it. Sure. But sure. Uh, I think if... If we veer from whiskey, it's probably going to be in the rum and brandy world. Hmm. Rum, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go with rum. Yeah, rum. <laughs> but it's all like you, man. down the road, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've started uh, working on some stuff. We don't have anything in barrels yet. Okay. Um, so we're talking at least a year out mm -hmm. um, before we would have something. So right now, the the list on the when you come in, there's a, a great menu of uh, cocktails uh, available, and then there's uh, the 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 bottles that you can pick up. So the Royal Oak Rye, yep. Royal Tucky Rye, <laughs> yeah. Belly Up Bourbon, Hop Mess, Apple Cider Moonshine, Shag Nasty, <laughs> the bar, Pistol Whip, Barley the, Legal. They have the Pistol Whip. And I was getting to the, I was going to say, man, the Shifter Six Gear, Down River, Struggle Bus Moonshine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are any of these culturally insensitive? <laughs> the Downriver, yeah, that's culturally insensitive. And then Pistol Whip. What the hell is Pistol Whip? So Pistol Whip is a malt whiskey, which we were talking about the malted grains. Yeah, uh, right? Malt whiskey means that uh, more than 50% of the grain in the grain bill is, is malt. Huh. Uh, we put a little bit of rye in there, which spices it up a little bit. And um, then we, we, we started in a new barrel with a number three char, which is a heavy char. Mm-hmm. And then we finish it in the Shag Nasty barrel, which is a liqueur. Wow. So it's a liqueur barrel finished malt whiskey. Nice. I, I see they have you have the midnight oil. Yeah, that's a band, isn't it? Is that, is yeah, that a band? It is. Is it? Okay, I just make it burning. Heads are burning. There it is. Heads are burning. <laughs> yeah, that one comes out uh, next set, this coming Saturday. The okay. midnight oil does. Yeah. And then uh, Loch Ness, which is a heavily peated one. Yep. So that's uh, a tip tip to the hat of a, a Scottish, uh, the Scotch style. Yep. So every single one of the, uh, not, not these are just the drinks that you are the 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 different types of whiskeys that you have. Is correct. that correct? Yep. So each one of these you had to send for approval to the yep. federal government. Yep. Wow. Yep. So what has been your favorite? Have you had one that you're like, ah, what's been your favorite? I think my favorite is <clears throat> the Oaktown Brown, um, which I believe was the... That's the one I didn't mention. That's the one I didn't write <laughs> off. <laughs> that I uh, believe Oaktown Brown. Okay. was the fourth or fifth whiskey that we made when we opened. Okay. And we're re-releasing it for the first time. Okay. Uh, the first version was a year old, and uh, this version is three years old. Okay. Uh, two years in a new barrel and one year in our Royal Oak Rye Barrel. Um, and that one, we won a best-in-class award, uh, double gold best-in-class at a... Uh, con- national competition out in san diego hmm. right on so all right so and then on the flip side of the menu those are all the the bottled uh whiskeys you can pick up and on the flip side is a whole array uh, of cocktails uh the ward the hot toddy you got the old-fashioned um hot the cherry bomb Yum. shooter uh matt is drinking the what was that, that i got the featured cocktail eric welcome and how you guys doing today <laughs> yeah, no eric's in there yeah and so yeah eric uh is one of the you're one of the bartenders here as well yep. as uh, right. a distiller bartender distiller uh whatever plumber electrician mechanic <laughs> jack of all trades exactly. yeah, eric here's on. a plunger ah oh, damn <laughs> <laughs> what am i distilling today <laughs> so what what drew what drew you to the whiskey business uh, I was always interested uh, in brewing. I used to be a commercial brewer um, for a few years. Uh, I kind of fell out of love with it. And then uh, I was playing around with this. Me and my buddy had a still at home. And we were kind of playing, right. <laughs> we playing around with it. And then I saw that still on a trailer. And uh, that's how I met Mr. Lockwood. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Lockwood. <laughs> so you've been I here from that. the get-go then, right? Uh, not from the beginning, beginning, Close. but I've been so here. One of the first. Yeah, okay. one of the first yeah. employees. So Yeah, he started coming in here and drinking all our bourbon out, and yeah. so that's when we were like, maybe, maybe we should think about hiring this guy. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows his stuff. <laughs> now the rest so as a, as a mixologist, what do you like to make? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really something different, something unique. Uh, our, with our menus kind of walking the line between craft cocktails mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whiskey forward cocktails whiskey forward yep because a lot of these uh a lot of the trend right now is 18 step cocktails that kind of mask the flavor of the spirit mm. um here whiskey is the start yeah. so we want to create create a great product um that showcases our whiskey but also is different it's unique it's mm-hmm. approachable um 
Yeah, I mean, just staying ahead of the trend, you know? Yeah, yeah we make him work hard because yeah. we, uh, we, we ask him to do all fresh juices. Oh, so right. he's right. pressing cranberries by okay. hand, and uh, uh, we're, we're sticklers about that. So um, he's got to keep it fresh, right? That's, <laughs> right. That's right. So if someone comes into the tasting room, they're going to get something really, really fresh. And pretty unique. Yep, and very strong. Okay, <laughs> I like Most the sound of that. So, are, are, as a as a whiskey guy yourself, yeah. right? Are you consider yourself a whiskey guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, which one of yours is? Uh, what, whatever, whatever What's the highest proof yeah. one is on the yeah. on the menu. Yeah. 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 Answer the question I mean, you know, for you. <laughs> all my all my children are gifted. You know, okay. they're all special like to me. That. But, I like uh, that. I'm a big. I've always been a big Isla Scotch fan. So the Loch Ness right now is definitely definitely one of my favorites. Okay. See, they keep they keep adding things that I really want to try. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, peated single malts all the way. Um, and I mean, the grain we get is sourced from Scotland. It's it's peated in Scotland, and then it's sourced to us, and it's milled on site, and it's just a very mature product. Hmm. Um, it's balanced. It's it's really it's the nice one. Because that's no. what you said. You said that when we were getting our tour, you said that you want to do as much of the process on, on site, site and, yeah. and in Royal Oak here, because you could get the malt and uh, or the, the the malts and things ground. And the grain's ground. You could have that done, but you guys do it here. It's all out back, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So what's what's that process? What do you do with? Uh, you got a big bag there. What do you what do you got to do with it? Yeah, I mean we have fifty pound bags. Uh, we have a very simple small grist mill. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally outside, summer, winter, we're out back milling grains fresh. <laughs> uh, and then the second that grain gets milled, um, which sets us apart in my mind, is the fermentation begins immediately. Oh, okay. So it goes from kernel to cooking in, in less than. 90 seconds. Wow. So, okay. yep. so that is a, you, you believe that makes a difference? I do. I mean, I, I, I I'm think... not giving away trade secrets. Yeah, but yeah. no, no. I, I, think, I think fundamentally, Eric's right. Everything that we do here, we try and do it as fresh as possible. Getting the grain from the farmer as soon as we can after it's right. harvested. Get it, getting it cooked as fast as possible. And, you know, maybe one of those uh, steps isolated, you're not going to be able to tell a difference. But hmm. I think when... Um, uh, fundamentally, when you carry that way of thinking across the whole process, I think you do notice a difference. Yeah, for sure. You, so taste, Eric, the, you taste the difference, yeah. too, I would imagine. It's made with love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, is there a, a blend that you want to try? Is there a, a recipe you want to bring into the mix? Is oh yeah, abs- absolutely. What do you got? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got on the? What do you got on the horizon? What's uh, a, what's I, a I, don't, don't get him started. No? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna one. be paying for this. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do a rice whiskey. A rice whiskey. Mm. Yep. But that's there's a lot of research and a lot of people have been doing it. And okay. Making that different from a sake. Okay. Is it's what's really gonna be clutch. Hmm. Uh, but there's so much homework to do when we're okay. So because there's a lot of there's like some very popular Japanese whiskeys. Are those rice whiskeys? Typically, no. They're oh, oh, they're okay. usually a lot of them are barley whiskeys. Um, uh, but there are there are some rice whiskeys. So out what there. what is because uh, we're novices. We don't yeah. we don't really know. Yeah. That's why we do this is to learn and find out. What the hell is a rice whiskey? <laughs> I mean, we don't. So, I mean, I, it's made with corn. Yeah, so you're still you just. Oh yeah, yeah I have right. never had a rice whiskey personally. I've had a okay. lot of sakis in my days, and I really enjoy them. Uh, okay, so you're thinking that maybe that. So could, yeah, doing something like that, and then it's just unique, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. a rice whiskey made locally in Royal Oak from scratch by hand. Like, All right, it sounds sexy. So by law, <laughs> whiskey can be made with any type of grain. Okay. Sometimes you have to convince the government that it's a grain, okay. and not something else. But um, right. we like to play around with lots of exotic. Uh, heirloom type stuff uh sorghum spelt millet uh, wow. rice will be one that we it's on our okay. uh, docket um so we, we like just kind of exploring and seeing what comes out of stuff nice 
Wow. I, I, there's so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things. So if, if we wanted to, if for someone like me as a novice, all right, the, tonight I had the rye and the, the pear, right? Right. Had past tense. He killed had. that. Uh, yeah, that, it's gone <laughs> as we speak. So if I wanted to kind of start the night off light, I think this would be a kind of a light way to uh, a light drink. What would be that next step that uh, that uh, a gentleman like me should take? Yeah. When probably, sampling, I mean, cocktail wise, probably the the old fashioned. The old fashioned would be a step up from that, right? <clears throat> and then we'd probably uh, ease you into the uh, liqueurs, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. are going to be uh, a little little lighter than the straight whiskeys. Okay. And then we'd uh, work you up from there to the uh, 110 proof struggle bus moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps. Baby steps. Struggle bus. I love that. So, all right. Yeah. Um, How much product do you have on site? Right. Because you, 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 you've expanded, right? You had this, uh, you had the tasting room. Uh, you added the, did you have both of these sides when you started? No, we just expanded into the uh, building next door um, uh, this year. Okay. And that was for additional barrel storage. Um, how many I have to barrels be honest you with have? you, yeah. I have no idea how many barrels we have in here now. Right I'd on. have to either run around and count them or good, I'd have to call guy. my wife. Right, right. Call the, call the old lady in charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've had our head down making whiskey as fast as we can, sure, right. and uh, counting barrels isn't something that I've done yeah. recently. Yeah. So, where can we, you know, with the expansion that you had on that side, you know, you're adding barrels. What's on the horizon? Tell me about the next two years for Motor City Gas Whiskey. So yeah, the the first bottleneck we ran into was uh, places to put the barrels. Okay. So this first expansion was uh, building out more barrel storage. Mm-hmm. Um, we've almost got that full already, so that's a <laughs> bottleneck again. So the next step is going to be finding additional storage. Okay. Uh, and this time we're going to go a lot larger than what we did there. Right. Um, so that we've we've got some uh, elbow room, and then the next step after that is going to increase our production capacity mm. uh which is going to be additional fermenter space mm-hmm. and a the larger still that i was telling you about yeah, yeah. um and then from there uh at some point you know as you can see our tasting room is pretty small so right <clears throat> we're probably going to have to uh, expand that a little bit sure. too um two years i you know i don't think we'll get to expanding the tasting room in that time but i'm hoping that we'll have our uh, barrel storage figured out mm-hmm. and um uh, with a little bit of luck, maybe we'll have our new still in here. We'll so are you going to always there. still on site? Is that, a, is that the plan for forever? Yeah, I mean, this is a labor of love. We're going to do everything we can to uh, make Motor City Gas 100% made in Royal Oak awesome. from grain to glass. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. Yeah, how big is how big is the still here? Uh, so the, our, we're working with a 250-gallon mash cooker, and uh, the still that we've got is uh, about 150-gallon still. Okay. Um, and that is That's also from <laughs> copper. Yeah, it looks big, but it's uh, you know e- even in the craft distilling world, we're on the smaller side. Okay. Right, right. Yep. Are you going to keep these units and add the other ones, or will you retire these? And it would be adding on. Okay, adding on. Yep. All right. Yep. And how big will be the the next one that you uh, hope to to move into? Well, I need to clear it with the finance department, sure, my sure. wife. But if, if they, Tanya, if, listen, if, give us the green light. But if I if I catch her on a good day, I'm hoping to. Uh, uh, purchase a 500 gallon all copper okay. uh, uh, whiskey still from Vendome Copper. We want it to be American made. American Perfect. Made. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. 
So Motor City Gas Whiskey, yep. Royal Oak, right on Fourth Street. <laughs> yes. Right. Just just right off of Maine. You know, fantastic space. You know, the, you, the, the fact that the bar. This the the tasting room is from a hundred year old barn. I love this. Yeah. It's just an amazing uh, thought process here, you uh, without even thinking about it. Yeah, you got the you got the uh, garage doors. It opens up to the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. And uh, do you do entertainment in here at all or anything? Or not uh, not yet. Okay. We we've talked about uh, you know so far because we run thin here. Uh, sure. All the focus has been on cocktails and whiskey. Sure. But we've talked about uh, getting into some. Uh, Live music. Um, mm. We're working on uh, with the city on trying to get a new ordinance passed that would allow us to have um, some limited food trucks down oh, okay. here, okay. Um, which would help amplify our events. Mm -hmm. um, so we have talked about getting into some of that stuff. It's just finding the time. To, right. To so, but yeah, downtown Royal Oak. I mean, real estate is is a premium down here, and and this is this is your building, which I I massively impressed by and but uh do you have the parking lot is that parking lot yours could you so you yeah we, we have a tiny little gravel lot over here okay. which uh, is where we are hoping to host the food trucks yeah um and then maybe someday um make that our um outside seating area okay. for the tasting room and then we have a uh, larger parking lot behind the building on the other side of the alley um that we hope someday to build our our Royal Oak Rick House, where uh, Motor okay. City Gas will be stored. Nice. How's how's the city treating you? How's how's it working with the city? They've been great. I mean, um, op we we were welcomed with open arms here, mm -hmm. um, and the residents have been amazing too. Uh, I remember when we were building out in here, and we had no idea if we were even gonna make it to opening. Mm -hmm. um, we had people walking by that would pop in and say hey i just want to let you know that we're going to support you we love what you're doing okay, and wow. we have these people haven't tried a thing they don't know us from anybody <laughs> and that's just the kind of support that we've gotten here in royal oak it's it's a great community mm -hmm. um and um you know when we've reached out to the city commissioners um for help with things like uh, food trucks or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten a ton of support from them. They're very progressive thinkers and um, they've been great at clearing roads for us. So right now in the Metro Detroit area, you got to come to Motor City Gas if you want to get yourself some Motor City Gas whiskey. That's right. Um, but you were just traveling Leisure Magazine, right? Mm -hmm. We started out talking about that, that number twenty-three in the country. Yeah. Um, is your whiskey available via you know mail order, or are, is there any way that people? From around the country, you can get their hands on this. Not at the moment. Oh, That's okay. the frustrating thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Have Michigan, you had inquiries? Are people asking? Yeah, we get uh, people hitting us up on Facebook and Instagram all the time, yeah, wanting sure. us to uh, ship stuff to them. Sometimes we've even gotten inquiries from out of the country. Sure. Right. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, at the moment, you're not allowed to ship any liquor through the mail. Right. Uh, and in Michigan, if we want to uh, even ship it to a store or a restaurant, uh, we have to go through a statewide distributor, right. uh, which gets very expensive sure, and complicated. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, we are only selling product here on site um, uh, via bottles and, and cocktails. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But we hope to break into some limited distribution um, next year. Okay. Um, you're not going to see us all over the state. Right. Uh, we're not in a hurry to grow. Uh, we're going to evolve this thing slowly, but we just want to start to uh, kind of sprinkle some Motor City gas in some places where people can't get it. Right. Wow. 
That is brilliant. So what is the website? Where, uh, where can people find out about? Uh, uh, it's it's MotorCityGas.com, uh, but I'll just warn you, uh, we're not big tech guys here, sure. so the uh, website simple. is more of a web page. Got your logo and uh, the address. It's a work That's in right. progress. Phone it's number right. and address is, 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 is about it. But we do, uh, we do do a lot through social media, Facebook yeah. and Instagram, okay. and uh, we'll be on Twitter soon. So uh, that's where you can find out about our... Uh, new releases which happen uh, at some points of the year they're happening monthly so um, what's on the horizon because this one says coming out soon right yeah. the heated one is that we got Oaktown Oaktown Brown um, so Midnight Oil is the next one that's coming right. uh, that this is our peated, ver- uh, peated bourbon that we're very excited about it's a cask strength uh uh, 106 proof. It's a blend of three different Michigan-grown corns: uh, white, uh, blue, and yellow corn. Okay. Um, aged in bourbon barrels, and um, uh, actually double barrel aged, new barrels and also bourbon barrels. Um, and then Oaktown Brown is the one, the uh, best in class that, from San Diego. That's coming out um, the day before Thanksgiving. Mm. And then later on in this fall, hopefully before Christmas, we'll also have Dirty Stash, which is our um, corn whiskey that we age in a rye barrel. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us out yeah, here. You bet. Thanks for coming it, out, guys. It is so thanks, easy to market yeah. a wonderful product, and you have such a wonderful product here. Thank I cannot you. thank you enough for the time. Thank you very Truly much. Cannot. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm digging it. So we're gonna, I'm gonna, there's a couple more I want to try. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to belly up to the bar and, and try a couple of the other ones. And uh, thanks yeah. for having us. Thank yeah. you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. <laughs> there we go. There we go.